It's the Dogcast, episode number 166. I'm not even going to call this the Alabama postgame show. There is no Alabama postgame show. Okay, dog fans, uh, for what it's worth, here we are. It's episode number 166 of the Dogcast. I guess you could say, old dog, that this is the Georgia-Alabama post-game show. You could say this is the open date weekend show, pre-post, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it, it's everything. It's everything all in one. And, uh, you know, I just got out, I tell you, it took them a lot longer to get my, my Paxil prescription regulated after that Alabama game than they had anti- anticipated. It took a whole lot more of that antidepressant to, to get me back to my normal self than uh, they had anticipated. And in fact... And they had never, ever seen anyone eat so much Paxil in their life. You're, you're, calling, from the outpatient, you're calling from the outpatient psych ward right now, right? Because uh, yeah, you're not... I appreciate you accepting the charge. Yeah, I want everybody to know that the old dog is still not back in the bunker. He's uh, calling in from a collect phone call <laughs> to the wall inside the outpatient psych ward because even though he's not under suicide watch, he's still under the care of the local St. Mary's psychiatrists and physicians. So, old dog, uh, just a little bit. Of, you know, I've got we've gotten so many emails and phone calls about this Alabama game. Dog fans, you know, we tell you this show is by fans for fans. And I have to apologize for not for us not putting out a show last week. But I'm telling you, that game, that Alabama game, that freaking beatdown that we took at the hands of Nick Saban, so it just, just like most of the dog fan nation, real Bulldog fans, old dog, it just stripped us of our will to live, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. And and I tell you what, I mean, the the – Post-game analysis on that really isn't, isn't a whole lot. I mean, we got we got outplayed on offense. We got outplayed on defense. We got outplayed on special teams. And we got outcoached. I mean, there's just, there is nothing that we did better than Alabama. There, I mean, we were just not prepared for that game. And... You know, I know, you know, some folks want to claim, well, you know, we we came back in the second half. Man, you know, Alabama let us come back in the second half. They could have whipped our ass like a drum for 60 minutes if they had wanted to. I, I have was, to agree with you on every count, old dog. It was bad. I mean, it was. And, you know, uh, and really, we don't need to go into the analysis of it. I mean, Alabama exposed our weakness that we've talked about. We cannot stop a pass. We got trouble on the offensive line. We've got trouble rushing the passer, and we've got defensive backs that can't cover people. Uh, and, and I tell you, I want to talk about that in a second because you and I were talking after the game. You know, and you it, here's what we have to talk about, dog fans, because we got a we got an email from the great Bradley Matthews, the Vermont dog, and he said, "Old dog, I, I don't know if you saw it, but he said that we should just replay the post game Tennessee game." Sh- 
show we did last year, the show that we did, the post game after the Tennessee game we did last year, we should just replay that for this Alabama game and just insert Alabama. I mean, yep. Nick, Nick Saban absolutely earned his $4 million this past week. I mean, he did definitely outcoach us. He came in with a 60-minute game plan, and, hell, we showed up with a 30-minute game plan. You know, I, I, I've been well, telling yeah. people all I mean, week. I don't. Well, yeah, I know I, what I you're going to say. I don't think we had a 30 minute game. I play. know, I know. I but, mean that that second. I take nothing. I take nothing good from our little showing in the second half. But let me tell you other this: other than the fact that we couldn't run the ball, we definitely were not prepared. We did not come out of the tunnel. I'll tell you this though. I mean, you know, I would like to play Alabama again, and I think we're going to get another shot at Alabama. I'd like to see what would happen if we came out with our our full enthusiasm and our red jerseys um, at the start of the game. You know, I, I tell you this, I was gratified a lot by the way we came out of the tunnel after halftime. I mean, for no other reason, you have to be a little bit proud of the dogs because it's real easy to freaking lay down and quit when you're down 31 to nothing. You know, at least we did come out with a little bit of fire and attempt to play in the second half and make a game of it. I know Alabama had us under their thumb for the full 60 minutes, but still, at least we didn't quit like some other teams in the SEC might have quit. You know, we were at least trying... But yeah, I'll tell you, right as far that. as the stats go, you want to talk about stats, old dog? I mean, I know you don't want to talk about stats, but let me just lay no. a few numbers out there. I just want to lay a few numbers out there just to remind dog fans, because it is Tennessee week now, and we want to put this Alabama game behind us. But in the first half, Alabama had 17 first downs. We had four. And on their first drive, we had a pass interference. We had a roughing the passer. On their second drive, we had a holding and another roughing the passer. We contributed 60 yards in penalties on their first two drives. And by then, it was 10 to nothing, you know? Yeah. We've been it's talking just, about it all year long, man. Penalties, mistakes, mental mistakes, breakdowns in the offensive line, tackling, special teams. You can't beat the number eight team in the country. You can't beat a Nick Saban team playing that way, I'll tell you. Well, and, and I tell you, too, and hopefully this was a wake-up call, not to just the players, but also the coaching staff, because we've been poo-pooing stuff as a coaching staff that we shouldn't have, and we've been worrying about a whole lot of minutia when we need to be getting ready for games. Right. You know, I mean, you know, Coach Rick came out before the Alabama game, well, you know, the penalties aren't, you know, aren't that big a deal. You know, a lot of them are enthusiasm, that stuff. No, penalties are a big deal. And you need to jerk a knot in somebody's ass when they keep doing it. You can't give up 10, 11, 12 penalties a game, almost 100 yards every game to that. It's got to stop. I mean, you can't say it's okay, it's the boys being boys, it's enthusiasm, it's this and that. It costs us, and it costs us big. And we really don't need to spend any more time as a coaching staff worrying about what color jersey we're going to wear we need to find out what kind of jersey that those boys can put on that makes them want to play like bulldogs and go out and kick somebody's ass. I totally That's what agree. we need to do. We need to put on our ass-kicking jerseys, whatever color they are. And let That's me get on my soapbox just a little bit about this blackout, and then we'll put it to rest. Okay, <laughs> needs to be divided up into two things. A blackout is something done by the fans. has absolutely nothing to do with the players or what they wear. And if we, as Georgia fans, want to make it a tradition that when we play a night game or our first night game or whatever, if as fans we want to black out the stadium, 
then that's what we ought to do. And we don't need to wait for some call from a coach or anything to do it. That just ought to become tradition. And it doesn't matter what color jerseys the players wear. We can block out a stadium if they came out with just their pads on their chest. <laughs> as far as the black jerseys go, you know, when you talk about them all week long, that you're going to wear them, it, it, the, the spark, the enthusiasm, the surprise, that goes away. It wasn't anything. Black jerseys were no different than anything else. We need to put those boys up for at least two years, not bring them out again, and the next time they come out, it needs to be a total surprise, just like it was at the Auburn game. It'll never be as good as it was at the Auburn game again because it was the first time it had been done, and it was a surprise. But the next time it does, it needs to be a surprise. And I'll tell you what, next time we pull them out, hopefully like in 2010, Let's have black jerseys and let's put on the red pants, too. Let's do something that just, you know, that's different, that sparks that not everybody and their brother and sister know about. But that's enough said. There are two things, and we don't need to worry about a blackout anymore. Well, like we said after the game, we spent way too much damn time talking about jersey color and not enough time talking about how we're going to beat Alabama. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Alabama wasn't worried about what color jerseys they were wearing. They were worried about kicking Georgia's butt, and that was the only thing yeah. they had on their mind. And right. uh, We worried about it, and, and, both, and both teams did exactly what they were worried about. We were worried about blocking out the stadium, and we did it. Alabama was worried about beating Georgia, and they did that. Absolutely. So, dog fans, that's all you need to know about the Alabama game. We're not going to beat that to death. I got nothing else no. to say about the Alabama game. Now, I will say this, though, old dog. We talked a little bit about the Alabama after the Alabama game, and I want to see what you're thinking about this because you said that you know last year we had uh, we had Marcus Howard, and we had guys you know we had guys playing. We had pressure on the quarterback, you know. And even though we lost to Tennessee and, and South Carolina last year, we put it together at the end of the year, you know. And you said that we don't have those guys like we had last year, specifically guys like Marcus Washington and Marcus Howard. And I pointed out that in the Tennessee game last year and in the South Carolina game, Marcus Howard wasn't Marcus Howard. And Marcus Washington wasn't Marcus Washington. And we don't know if we've got guys like that. The only good thing that I know that we can possibly take away from this Alabama game is hopefully it'll be the kind of wake-up call to our players that the Tennessee loss was last year, and we will find our Marcus Howards and our Marcus Washingtons. Because... We don't know yet if they're out there, because at this time last year, we didn't know. So this is Tennessee week. I want to put the loss behind us, but I hope that the coaching staff gets the wake-up call, because like you said, it's not just a wake-up call to our players. It's got to be a wake-up call to our coaches, because Coach Rick, like just like you said, old dog, we can't be poo-pooing penalties. We can't be waiting to next week for somebody to step up on offensive line or hoping Willie Martinez hopes that next week Brian Evans becomes a player. We've got to make changes and make changes right now in the personnel, both at the coaching staff and at the playing staff, you know, at the player level. So well, we we do, and I think probably as fans we got a little overconfident. And one thing that you know, I hopefully we re well, I don't know hopefully, but one thing we need to realize after this, we are probably still a year or two years away from where we reload. I mean, right. We don't reload. the The graduation of a couple guys hurt us, and injuries have hurt us.
Right. And when that when that first teamer goes down and the second teamer comes in, we unfortunately we're dropping off a little bit. Sure. Hopefully soon we won't be doing that. And you know, I, I know, and again, I think you may have a little bit of rose-colored glasses on. And I've heard this from other people too. You know, I hope that this is a wake-up call. You know, like the Tennessee game was last year. All that. If you remember correctly, after the Tennessee game last year, we went to Vanderbilt and damn near got beat by them. I know, man. And we still got to play you know, Vanderbilt. The, Hell, Vanderbilt's going to be a I top th- 15 team this week, you know? Vanderbilt's number 14 right now. You got it, buddy. So uh, anyway, we've still got some know, tough games ahead of us. We do. And luckily, it looks like Tennessee is not the Tennessee of old. Uh, it's going to be a good game, and we'll get more into this on Wednesday. Uh, they're starting a new quarterback. It's going to be his second game, it looks like. Uh, you know, hopefully this is a game we can get well on. Let's bring them into Athens. Let's beat them by 40 points. We need to see. We need to coach Rick and have the boys dancing in the end zone in Florida. We need a spark. We need something to happen that gets this team energized and gets them focused on the, ta- on the, on the task at hand because we still are the masters of our own destiny. And if we win out, then we're in the SEC championship game, probably playing Alabama or LSU again. No doubt. And you know, and until until we've got a until we've got a count on some other team to beat somebody, then I'm not giving up. I hear you. And not nobody not else should. By God, we're not giving up. I mean, we still got our whole season ahead of us. We still got our whole destiny in our own hands. And all we've got to do and, is the same thing we've always done, which is take care of business on the field. But right, I'll tell you, our I'll goals do- have not changed. Our main goal is uh, the first goal is to win the SEC East, and we still can do that. And we can do that by on our own. We don't need any help from anybody else. And then the second goal is to win the SEC championship, that's- and we can do that if we get there. So that's what we need to focus on and do. I'll tell you this, though, old dog. As it stands right now, you said we need to we need to use this game against Tennessee as a game to tighten up. You know, Tennessee beat Northern Illinois this past weekend, thirteen to nine. And I'm telling you, we're not going to see a weaker Tennessee team. You're never going to see a weaker Tennessee team than what you're seeing this coming weekend. We need oh, to use this no game as a tune-up. And we need to state our case in the East because right now Vanderbilt is running the East because you got the one-trick pony down in Gainesville. He's hanging on week to week down there. And Vanderbilt, I'm a lot more afraid of Vanderbilt's passing and running than I am Tennessee or Auburn at this point. So – We've got a lot of tough games ahead of us, and we can't afford any kind of letdown like we had. Like you said, after the Tennessee game last year, we damn near got beat by Vanderbilt. We need to we need to handle Tennessee, and we need to handle Vanderbilt handily, real quick. Like so, we right. got to start game planning. And we need and we need to do something different on defense than we're doing now. We have got to get steady pressure on a quarterback. Right. Because there is no way that our D, our DBs can cover anybody for any length of time. And, you know, again, it just keeps getting worse on the offensive line. Uh, you know, Taylor's we've got done. other injuries. I know. We, we're yeah. getting killed by injuries. Go ahead. You go know, ahead. and, I mean, that that was going to be a weakness to begin with once third of it went down. We shake it up, and every week now, you know, we continue – 
you know, to shake it up. And, you know, we've got, it looks like Keontae Tripp now is moving out to tight end. I know. It's crazy, uh, man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Bruce, I'm hoping Bruce Figgins is going to be able to go. Trip Chandler's down for a couple of weeks now, at least a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, but you know how good how good is Figgins going to be? I, I mean, know. you know the you know you you know he is postponing surgery on his shoulder to play. I know. You know that's like the old days of Neil Calloway. Well, that's like a Stinchcomb kind of thing to do. You know what I mean? That's the, yeah, you're right. That's a that's a Neil Calloway, John Stinchcomb kind of thing to do. Right. You know, and I mean, you know, and I applaud the efforts of the kid, but you know, how good are you? You know, if you've got a shoulder that needs surgery. No kidding. I'm you know, I mean, it's not like having a broken finger that you put in a splint or something. I mean, it's just, you know, I just go back to my point. Injuries, injuries affect us. Yeah. And hopefully in a couple of years we'll be to the point where they don't have the effect on it that they do now. Well, I tell you what, dog fans, that's that's all we're going to say. This is not the pregame Tennessee yeah. show. I'm sorry we took the week off, but I'm telling you, that took such amount of wind we out of my sails. We needed a week off because I'm telling you, I wanted to kill myself all, pretty much all of last week. Because every time I run into one of these freaking Crimson Tide fans that are just coming out of the woodwork now, I mean, everybody in America is a Crimson. You know, haven't you known that I've been a Crimson Tide fan for 100 years? You know, everybody and his brother is a, is a Nick Saban devotee, Church of Saban. Uh, you know, the Crimson Tide, Roll Tide from the time they were in three-cornered pants, you know? So um, that's what we're dealing with now. So we, I just well, couldn't you know, stand and, it last and week. Well, you know, and that's the thing. You know, and I, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Nick Saban, but, but like him, dislike him, or whatever. I mean, the man is a good coach, and he wins wherever he goes. He's earning his money right now. Pro, unless it's pro football. Well, we'll listen, we'll be back with the pregame show on Wednesday of this week, regular schedule. So we're back to regular schedule this week, dog fans. No more no more playtime for the dog cast. We're back to regular time. No more off weeks. But I do have a few more things to cover. Uh, we had a winner. We've had some winners in the pool. And this past week, I've, I totally neglected the pool last week and didn't talk about it. But I want to congratulate our winner was ACC SEC blog was the name of the guy. I don't, I don't know the actual names. All I know is their screen name. But if you see that you're the winner of the pool for the given week, email me your information at dogcast at gmail.com. And uh, Luke, I want you to know I got your stuff out in the mail too. Luke was our winner from the week before. So, um, All right. Yeah, I know. Good going there. And old dog, you're getting killed in the poll, by the way. And uh, as usual. Oh, and we do have a Facebook up now, old dog. You know, a lot of people found the Facebook before I What's even that? talked about it. I know you don't... <laughs> It's kind of like MySpace. You know, we have a MySpace page, too. The Dogcast has a MySpace page, and now the Dogcast has a Facebook page. And that was put up for us by a listener, and um, I really appreciate it. And it's so fresh and so new that nobody has been – I mean, I haven't even had a chance to talk about it yet. But if you guys go to Facebook and just search Georgia Bulldogs or Dogcast or whatever, you'll be able to see it. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes so you can get to our Facebook page. Link up as a friend and um, – That'll be great. Also, you know, we got a lot of great stuff on the website, old dog. We still got our Frapper map. If you're a listener and you've never put a pin in our map, look on the left side of the webpage where it says put a pin in our map and go there and stick a pin so we know where you are. We like to check the geography of our listeners. Um, old dog, got a question for you. We had a question from a listener this week. Wants to know where a good bar in Savannah is to watch the game. He's going to be in Savannah for the Tennessee game, and he's looking for a good bar. And don't say Pinky Masters. Even though Pinky Masters is a great bar, that's not a good bar to watch a game. Now, and, and, and I want you to know 
being the kind of listener service oriented show that we are, yeah. I've already emailed them back. But probably Coach's Corner is your best bet. There's one on Victory Drive and Mall Boulevard. Wow. And there's also a sports bar by the name of Sluggers out on Abercorn, but I have never been, so I can't I can't vouch for its goodness or its badness. <laughs> okay, then. That is a full-service show right there for you, dog fans. If you need to know something, anything you need to know about the Bulldogs, we've got you covered. From bars we're your hookup. We're your hookup, baby. And the last thing... Um, I haven't yet settled on this, how I'm going to exactly, I'm, I'm kind of making this up off the top of my head here, old dog, but we've got a great listener. His name is John Schwal, and he does a lot of artwork for the show. He does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff on our website, and uh, he also does these really nice little, they're about six inches tall. They're called McFarland figures, I think, and I'm talking about something I don't really know anything about, but I'm hoping the listeners know what I'm talking about. He calls them custom McFarland figurines. They're about six inches high, and it looks it's like a little statue of a Georgia football player. He's got Caleb Kings and Noshawn Morenos and Matthew Stafford's. They're custom painted, custom logoed with all the Georgia logos. He's got home jerseys, away jerseys, and they come with their own little piece of astroturf. You know, it's just a little freestanding little statue. They're fantastic, man, and I think they're really cool. They look great on your desk or in your family room or whatever in a cabinet or something and uh, i'm going to put up a couple of pictures of them and if you guys are interested i'm going to maybe put a link or something or an email link in the show you can get in touch with john about maybe picking one of these up he's looking to um he's trying to you know get this thing going and i'm just trying to help him out because i think he's doing some great work he's done some great work for the show and i think these figurines are fantastic so um check it out look for the pictures and stuff and uh, i'll be putting together a a little better deal on these things. But, old dog, you haven't even seen the little figure that he sent me, have you? You haven't seen my little Noshawn Moreno, have you, sitting on my desk? No. Man, it's really cool. You you could gush about it a little more if you'd seen it. If you get your ass home from St. Mary's, maybe you could finally well, check something out. Hopefully I'm going to be released today. All right. Well, anyway, check out the pictures of the figures, guys, on the website. If y'all are interested, um, email me at the show or email John, and he'll hook you up with those, all right? So let me know. All right. And, uh, dog fans, that's it. We'll be back with the pregame show. Call us at 706-534-1516. And we'll be back with the pregame show Wednesday night, Thursday morning for Tennessee week. Old dog, take us out of here. Man, that's it. It's been a, it's been a rough two weeks. Uh, let's get back to playing football on Saturday and uh, show them what the dogs can do. We're still masters of our own destiny. That's it, dog fans. Go dogs. Derek, you daddy in Chicago. Look, I got the Cubs going. I got the debate going. Where is the dog cast? It is 924 Central Time. Where is the dog cast? Hey, Derek, no dog is here from Adam Camp. Uh, all I can say this is that, uh, it, you know, it just sucks that, uh, that the years we have, the skill players that are unbelievable, haven't been the years that don't, don't have an off the line. And, and, and the years we invite first, it just doesn't happen. So, I mean, Someday, someday we'll have a stellar, stellar offensive and defensive line with stellar skill positions at, at the same time. Right now, it's just it's, it's one or the other, and uh, not a lot we can do about it. But uh, you know, I mean, it's just it's a tough game, and uh, and, uh, and we can always come back for it, have a good season. Uh, not 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 the season I was dreaming for. So, anyways, guys, I'll see you later. Hey guys, it's uh, Tracy from Atlanta. Uh, sitting here reading the news, and 
saw an interesting quote from old Nick Saban, the Nick Saban, granddaddy, big time Nick Saban, who, is it just me or is he obviously wearing that hat because he's hoping to make it a little bit more famous, but he never will. Anyway, quote I found kind of interesting from the press register. And it's coming from the old Nick Saban himself, and he's talking about how, you know, Rick's, you know, how he beats you and with balance and uh, execution. The quote is, the way you've got to beat them is you've got to out-execute them. Their program is probably built on that, and that's where we're trying to build our program on. Now, ignoring the grammar, and that's where we are trying to build our program on, did I just read that? Nick Saban is trying to build his program on what Rick has already established at the University of Georgia. Just curious. Thought I found that pretty damn interesting. All right. See you guys. Good old. Hey, dog ass, Derek. Old dog, Jeff in Boise. Well, ladies cross country this weekend. It's a shame to leave my wife and kids for that kind of bullshit we saw last night in the stadium. Uh, especially all the wasted energy there. I walked into that blackout. It's my first blackout in person. Electrifying, electrifying. It brought tears to my eyes. It's all freaking wasted in the first three minutes. Anyway, it's a long trip back to Boise. I'm heading to the airport. Hi, Eric. It's Jennifer Shepard. We need to hook her up because I need her to get away from me. <laughs> she is digging me right to the airport, so that is nice. Anyway, heading back out west, guys. Can't wait for the show. Hey, guys. Trace from Atlanta. Uh, I am guilty of pausing, so that was for what you guys have said after. But I'm at the point in the show where Old Dog is making me wonder if he got his uh, MBA from Oregon. I uh, and I'm, I'm confused. I mean, he's talking about red jerseys on a full moon, but the fans can wear red socks with a black shirt on the north side of the stadium. But it's okay if the the players wear the black jerseys, but if the fans where the polo, but they're red, and man, I don't know. I mean, holy cow, y'all confusing me. Just maybe it's too damn early. Anyway, oh my God, USC went down. The dogs had to kick Bama's ass. See y'all. Hey, Derek Old Dog, it's Ryan and Wander. I uh, just want to call and say it was a depressing night on Saturday. Uh, just have now got over it, and it's just now Thursday. But uh, man, I tell you, ain't nothing worse than having. Every Bama fan being in the stadium with a minute to go in the game, chanting out, hey, dogs, we just beat the hell out of you. Ramma Jamma, Yellow Hamill, give them hell, Alabama. That's the worst thing. That put the ice on the cake. Um, I just want to say I hope we meet them in the SEC championship because, uh, Derek, you're right. I think we, if we play them for 60 minutes instead of 30 minutes, I really do feel like we could beat them. Um, yeah, you know, penalties cost us. I think if we get that fumble on the five line and don't get that hand to the face on the quarterback, I think the game changes drastically right there. But um I tell you what, I think we're still we, we still control our own destiny and uh, I think we'll be fine. Uh I think this loss was a good loss that we can learn and rebuild off of it. I'd rather us lose early in the season than late in the season. But uh, you know, it's a loss and it still sucks. But uh guys just wanna say go dogs and I'm gonna be there to the end. Win or lose, I want to live and die with my dogs. Guys, go dogs. Hey, Derek and old dog. <clears throat> I tell you, disappointed, man. I'm disappointed. They just killed themselves in penalties at the beginning of the game. Just 
given that uh, Alabama points. And I tell you what, I bet you won't see or hear about another blackout for a long, long time after this performance that they did tonight. Anyway, this is Brian from Augusta. Enjoy your show, man. Out. Hey, this is Jeff from San Diego. I'm a 1990 uh, Georgia UGA graduate, and I went to the ASU game last week, and I just listened to your podcast, and I thought what you said about the uh, the SEC chant was dead on. I was embarrassed. Is that in front of all the ASU people? And I'm, and I'm from Southern California, and uh, it was just amazing that we did that. Second thing, though, you guys were busting on the, the college day, game day show, and I'm all down with that. But uh, how did you know that Lee Corso put on the off hat? unless you were watching it yourself. Just a point. Later. Have a great show, by the way.